Welcome aboard, Captain. semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. How you like them beasties? I love the beasties. Oh, I got, I got, I can't wait to talk about the beasties. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're on minute number 97 here, Mm -hmm. and uh, this minute starts with uh, Dr. Jillian, Kirk, and Scotty looking at the whales. Mm -hmm. And this (laughs) ends with Dr. Jillian saying... She belongs. Is that a is that a Pat Benatar song? That's we belong. That's we belong. Okay. Uh, yeah. That is this minute. Yeah. It's very dark down there. Well, it's dark, but it's but for some reason the whales are lit from above. Right. Yeah. So they got <laughs> they put lights in the tank, and there's no other. Everything outside is like dark. Like, did they do that on purpose for the whales? You know, maybe so that they're not, like, freaked out. Like, so if all the lights mm. were on, you know, they'd see Scotty. They'd see, you know, that they're in the their basement of something, or the dungeon of something. I don't know what you'd be able to – what would you what, you know, what would you think you were if you were looking out from the tank? Would you think you are on a spaceship? I would think I was freaking out right now because um... – Because there's only, like, a foot of space around you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a note that you know we get this shot, kind of a cool shot, where they're you know they're everyone's looking at the whales through the tank, yep. and um, you know the whales are just floating there, so presumably alive. Um, <laughs> presumably but, alive. But but the water is very clean. <clears throat> it, shouldn't there be like all sorts of like I don't know, junk and you know, we see like when you know, nature documentaries and they're underwater, you know, you see all debris and stuff, you know, shrimp or I don't you know, stuff. No. No, I usually when I watch like, you know, the Earth the documentary docuseries or one of those other ones, like yeah. the water's pretty clear. Okay. So you I mean, so you... yeah, I know I know what you mean. There are times when you go in and like, yeah, there's there's stuff in it, but I, I think where they were was probably relatively clear okay you know although there was a ship there i don't know if it's a shipping lane oh what do you like you talking about like an oil slick or something <laughs> well just like debris from you know it's churning up the debris oh. like it's pretty stagnant up in that area i would think you know you would think, maybe yeah yeah is there an, so so you're right so scotty turned the lights on yes yeah, so whatever there's some lights above the tank i'm assuming yep. too is there is there like some you know, space between the water and the ceiling? Like, because they're holding their breath right now, right? They're underwater. Right. They need to breathe air. Um, so, do they give them enough room to to, to I, breach I would or hope, to, to I not would, to breach, but the surface and breathe? Yeah, I would, I would hope so. <laughs> Let's assume so. Because that would suck. That'd be a short trip. <laughs> All right. Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna beam in, and then you're just gonna sit there for a half an hour. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. How long can they hold their breath for? You think that's a question we would have asked before this point? 
<laughs> uh, I, I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, uh, where did the interns go? <laughs> yep, you would have thought. Um, but now what I'm picturing is, you know, they finally get back to Earth. They jump, you know, they figure out how to get back to Earth and they, you know, they get there and, and Scotty's like, uh, and, you know, they cut back and the yeah. whales are upside down in the tank dead. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a, just got a note from the interns. Yeah. And they said the average whale can hold its breath for about 60 minutes. That's not very long. The sperm whale can hold its breath longer than the average whale for about 90 minutes. Okay. The whale that can hold its breath the longest, however, is the curved beaked whale who can take long dives underwater for about 138 minutes. Hey, they could watch a movie. Underwater. Underwater. Um. Okay, well, sixty minutes—that's a good. That's a good. You know, we, we love our time pressures, right? In a, in a movie, um, that would have been a good one to throw in here, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, Scotty, you filled the tank full of water. Yeah, you Dude. idiot! You <laughs> killed them! You've killed us all! We've only got sixty minutes, right? So now the race is on to get them back and dump them in the water. Yep. Um, like out of a big giant plastic baggie. Okay. Into the ocean. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've totally lost track. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool shot. Um, and then we get uh, Kirk just kind of randomly starts spouting poetry. Yes. Uh, the sea is cold, but the sea contains the hottest blood of all. Mm. I don't know. Hot blood? It's kind of gross. Hot blooded? Catch it and see. <laughs> uh, so... From this is from so Julian recognizes recognizes it as uh, a D. H. Lawrence poem, Whales Weep yep. Not. Yep. Uh, which you know you can just tell right there. She's like, man, I dig this dude. <laughs> he knows my favorite poem. And Kirk's all smirky. He yeah. knows. He knows. Yeah. Do you think he just knew that? Do you think he had that in his back pocket, or did he have time to look it up? Oh, he totally looked that up before. Twentieth century whale poems go. Well, it seemed like it worked. She definitely was, she was, she's impressed, right? Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, and I, I think just the, the note here too, is that, uh, that with this, that line and with this point in the film, yeah. uh, we had talked way back in like minute three when the credits opened and we're like, uh, the story's by, you know, it was by Harv Bennett, Nimoy and Nicholas Meyer, the director, of, yeah. you know, from, uh, Wrath of Khan. And Nicholas Meyer came in and he wrote uh, essentially the the chunk of the film where they're on Earth. So from the time Spock says something about the pollution content in the atmosphere yep. up at this point, it's been uh, all Nicholas Meyer. Um, and now we're switching back to uh, Harv Bennett closing out the film. Mm, okay. Uh, so we'll have to see if there's, you know, no more jokes. Are there any more jokes in the rest of the film? I I don't know. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to one see. minute at a time. We'll have to, we'll have to check it out. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, uh, Kirk says, ironic. When man was killing these creatures, he was destroying his own future. Yeah. There's your, you know, you've been kind of harping on it throughout the film, right? The, the whole message of the film. Yep. Uh, save, save the whales. Save the whales. And Mr. Scott says, the beasties seem happy to see you, Doctor. Yes, they do. Um, In our little aquarium. Very little. Yeah. 
would has Jillian hasn't seen it before, right? She didn't see it. This is her first time seeing, seeing what they made. No, no, she no, she saw them putting it together. Yeah, she saw them putting it together. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I do now. Uh, remember, remember when way back in minute ninety three. Uh, again, I still, you know, I still panic a little bit for the whales being in this tiny box. Um, I guess if we didn't get Jillian freaking out when she saw the tank, you know, that's too small. Right. So I yeah. guess we don't have to worry because she's not freaking out, but still stressing me out a little bit. She's very content and non-panicked. Yeah. Although... So she says, she says, uh, you know, Mr. Scott asks, says, you know, I hope you like our aquarium. He says it's a miracle, uh, Mr. Scott. And he goes, a miracle that's yet to come. And, uh, you know, what would you what would what would your response be? It means that our chance of getting home are not good. You might have lived a longer life if you stayed where you belong. So. And, and he pulls out a phaser. <laughs> <laughs> no stowaways. <laughs> um, how I don't, I think if I would have taken that, I would have been like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, can I get out? <laughs> yeah, what? You went through all this trouble, and now you can't get home." Yeah, this would be a perfect time for Jillian to start throwing out Jillian questions, right? Right. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is crazy. I thought you knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, from the amount of time, from the time it took, and I'm not going to go back into, I know we, we beat beat to death the, you know, how fast is warp speed and all that jazz. Right, yeah. yeah but the amount of time it took to walk from the bridge down to the tank and have this little moment here, you know, are they already whipping around the sun? You know, I mean, they, they got to be. You would think so. Yeah, they got to be halfway out of the solar system at this point, um, which maybe they're doing. Maybe they're flying away from the sun at this point, getting ready, and they're going to turn around and, you know, come in to pick up all their all the acceleration they need. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I'd be kind of, I'd be nervous, right? This guy's nervous. Like, wait a minute, you're the captain of this thing and you, you think you, we might not make it. Well, I mean, I think he knows it's a risk. I mean, I think they all knew it was a risk going back. I mean, I think at the beginning of the movie, didn't he like ask them all, you know, we, you know, we're, we're all making the choice to go back in time to save the whales. <laughs> Save the whales. Yeah, they've got or, still... Or, or did he act autonomously? I don't remember now. Now that I think about that, did he... I thought he asked everyone. Uh, I think again, he asked I... everybody if it was okay to go home and get court-martialed. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yes, they were, that was before they knew. Yes. So now they're... Yeah. So he did this. This is all on him. So if they all die... It's always on the captain, man. It's on him. So they, they went through, you know, risk life and limb to get into the past now they get to yes. risk it again to get to the future right with spock guessing at a 400 tons of whale and water so it's even riskier and, and an they're extra going in an extra person <laughs> and jillian and they've got a and they're going back to you know the, the traveler to the probe right yeah uh so they don't even know what they don't even know what to, there's still so much uh chaos yeah. So much unknown that they're going into. So we think it's like all good now. Hey, they got the whales. We're good. No, it's, it's still a lot more trouble. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So can I take a little tangent? Sure. And you're going to roll your eyes at me because I think I've I've talked about this many times. And, oh, boy. Uh, 
but my note here was, you know, when Scott said the beasties seem happy to see you, mm. I, I put it with a capital B, as in the Beastie Boys. Oh, the Beastie Boys. And so I've been working on this theory for a while, and I'm sure I'm not the only nerd who's doing it, right? And, but it's something we've talked about on the show. Yeah. You know, does Star Wars exist in the Star Trek universe? Yes. You've, you've been hypothesizing yeah. that for quite some time. Yeah. And I've, I'm... I'm nearly there. I nearly have proof. And the BC Boys is my link. And, okay. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just tell the story. You know, so the BC Boys, uh, we know, is canon. Uh, uh, yep. Kirk, Kirk as a child is listening to the BC Boys when stealing his uncle's car. Yeah. Uh, they used it to get the, I don't know, the beat the bad guys in Star Trek Beyond. Yep. Um, says specifically sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so I, you know, I did some digging, and uh, there is more than one occurrence in Beastie. So Beastie Boys are part of Star Trek universe. Yep, yep, I'll agree with that. There's more than one reference to Star Wars in Beastie Boys songs. So mm. Darth Vader, Yoda, um, all sorts of references. So to me, I'm like, aha, I got it. There right. it is. That's the link. That's the proof. I was sharing this with another nerd, uh, uh, not you. <laughs> another nerd i was like sharing hey this i figured it out it's I, I think i have the proof the nerd proof now that they exist and uh and this friend of mine is like well that all that happens in the kelvin timeline and so he totally like poo-pooed it all because it's like well it's an alternate universe I'm like son of a <laughs> so i don't have the connection yet that i now i want the connection in mm. the, in the original series universe right um so i'm working on it i i'm and again i'm probably just i'm I'm redoing everybody else's research. It's already been done, but I haven't looked it up at all to see if anybody else has figured it out. I'm going to figure it out on my own. Okay. Um, anyway, you do the, you do it. You, I'm I'm on board with you uh, figuring this out. Okay. So the beasties almost got me there. Uh, and that that's all I had for this minute. <laughs> you got yeah, I think else? that's it. Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, I think Jillian uh, Kirk tells him, you know, you might have lived a long life if you'd stay where you belong. And um, she says, I belong here. So she's now, you know, like, I'm, I'm one of the crew. Um, you know, I belong with the whales. Uh, it's okay. You just you just answered a question I was about to ask. Like, are we supposed to read into that, that uh, she belongs here with the whales or she belongs here with Kirk? I mean, this they're, you know, this whole Kirk and Jillian thing is pretty muted in the movie. Like, yeah, we don't really know if there's anything brewing there. Well, I think I think in the next minute, I think she answers that very question. Oh, okay. So I should hold it. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then let's wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Great. Do it. Um, this is going to be for me. Uh, you know, we're on the social medias at Star Trek Minute, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. MySpace. Friendster. MySpace. Friendster. Damn, dude. <laughs> I don't even know. Is Friendster a real thing? I always uh, get that from like Family Guy or whatever. I think it was a real thing. Now I'm going to have to go look mm. and set one up if we need one. Um, anyway, uh, I'd love to hear your... Uh, to tell me if I'm an idiot with my my Star Wars inside of Star Trek and Beastie Boys. and uh, if, if you've already got a theory or if you you have proof that it exists i'd love to know about it so hit us up on the social medias uh in the and then uh while we're yeah and we'll be back uh back again in a couple days talking about minute 98 of voyage home 
here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.